Hello and welcome back to another episode of Digital Discussions Unfiltered. Today I am sharing a conversation that I had with the lovely Michelle Gately, uh, who, let's put it this way, is the podcasting queen. She knows everything about podcasting and she's actually one of the reasons that I started my podcast. So I wanted to share this conversation because if you're kind of in that small business space and considering starting a podcast, we basically talk through all the things that you should consider and work out before you start podcasting. And then also we talked about some really, really good examples of some amazing podcasts currently happening out in the world. Um, And yeah, it was was an absolutely lovely conversation. Michelle is just packed full of podcasting knowledge and I can't wait for you to hear it. As always, if you enjoy it, feel free to drop me a review in the Apple Store and share it as far and wide as you'd like on socials. But without further ado, here is our conversation. Okay, hello, the lovely Michelle. How are you? Hi, Lorna. I am so well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for agreeing to be on. <laughs> I'm honestly so buzzing about this conversation because anybody that is listening to this can thank you for being one of the reasons that I have this podcast in the first place. It makes me so excited to see people who've told me that they have an idea for something and maybe express some fear or doubt about it, then actually go and do it and just smash through all those things that they thought were holding them back. So I'm so excited to be a guest as well. It's just so much fun. It just feels like totally full circle, doesn't it? Because I remember literally like five, six months ago and being like, I really want to start a podcast, but this thing, I can't do this and I can't do this. And you were like, here's all the things you need. This is how you do it. Now just go and do it. And I was like, hey, Michelle, I started a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so I'm like, I'm so proud of the way that you've done it too. And I just think it's such a great concept and such great discussions going on. So yeah, I'm really proud to be part of the journey in some way. Yay! So, So obviously today we wanted to talk all about podcasting. The whole podcast is around digital elements, digital marketing, all of that great stuff. And who better to talk about podcasts? Yay! But essentially, there might be some people, unfortunately, strangely, that don't know who you are. So... Uh, As I do with all guests, I like to give them a challenge to tell us a little bit more about you as a human being, kind of from birth till now, who you are, where you live, where you're born, all that kind of stuff in 30 seconds or less. And if you go over the 30 seconds, then all I ask is that you simply make at least a £5 donation to the charity Mind, because I think we can all agree it's a pretty good charity. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Look, I love a challenge though. So... Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I've got my stopwatch ready. So, oh. ready? Yes. Go. I am clearly not British. I was born in Australia in a place called Rockhampton, which is very boring and probably not what you think of when you think of Australia. And I grew up there. I'm a massive book nerd. I'm a massive, like, just nerd in general. Love studying, love learning studied a Bachelor of Journalism and became a journalist, worked for five years at my hometown newspaper, and finally, uh, in May 2019, pursued my dream of moving to the UK because, look, we won't get into whether or not you think that's a good idea, but it's always been my dream, and basically, yeah, just living my dream in the UK at the moment. Love that. That has got to be one of my favourite kind of describe yourself (laughs) ever that was amazing I'm obviously not British that's the best start to any (laughs) sentence ever yay oh I hate to break it to you it was 40 seconds oh damn see I look my art teacher at school said I could talk for Australia so yeah that doesn't surprise me but also I'm happy to support that charity anyway so I would love to make a donation Yay. Yay. <laughs> cool. So obviously, Miss Journalist, this is <laughs> amazing. Um, I guess kind of where I wanted to start was very much around what got you into podcasting and 
kind of why why podcasting why not obviously you've just kind of raised the point that you studied journalism and you're obviously a words person so in my mind I would automatically go okay she's probably got a blog which you have and it's amazing (laughs) and you're an incredible writer um but why podcasting why why speech rather than words Well, this is such an interesting question. So thank you for asking. It's interesting because I never, ever wanted to do radio journalism or anything like that. Um, When we did our radio journalism class at uni, I hated every second of it. And I hated the thought of being on TV, Um, still do. And that's because I think you can tell a story a lot better in a newspaper or in uh, long format words than you can in 30 second grabs basically but oh I'm trying to think of when exactly it was let's just say maybe 2016 my friend Caitlin was telling me about this podcast she was listening to called The Lady Gang now I had heard of podcasts before but it seemed like a very like millennial Melbourne thing to do on your commute (laughs) to the office like it wasn't for me And I didn't really, I just knew that they existed, but I didn't know what exactly they were or like what the hype was. (laughs) Yeah, I guess back then that was, you know, podcasts were relatively a new thing. They can't. Yeah, they were sort of coming into the mainstream consciousness then. I mean, I think that was around the time of like serial and stuff. So it was starting to be more of a mainstream thing rather than like your classic hipster, like I'm listening to a podcast thing. Um, So that was around the time that I started listening to this podcast called Lady Gang and Caitlin and I would talk about it. And then I think what started the conversation was that I was at work on Facebook, uh, as you do when you're a journalist. And (laughs) I was also trying to sort out my courses for my next uni semester or like looking at what some of the classes were coming up because in my spare time, I also study a master's of arts, writing and literature. Of course you do. (laughs) Massive nerd. (laughs) And I was trying to think about what classes I wanted to do. And one of them was something to do with like blogging and online stuff. And it mentioned that you had to start a podcast for it, like not start a podcast, but like create podcasts. And I just sort of jokingly messaged Caitlin and was like, oh, maybe we should start a podcast. Uh, As you know, that joke now, that meme of like, oh, millennial women, oh, maybe we should start a podcast. Like that literally is what happened. And we started talking and we had connected about books and that's how we became friends. But basically before all of this, back in 2012, I had started a little book blog. Very, very cringeworthy to look back on, of course. Obviously. Yeah, as all first blogs are, but basically it had introduced me to this whole world of the Australian publishing industry and the Australian young adult publishing industry in particular. And Caitlin had really got interested in that too. She had started a bookstagram, which for those of you who don't know, is a bookish Instagram. And (laughs) she'd also started a blog and she'd started it at like the start of 2017 so around that time we were having these discussions and joking about what would it be like if we did a podcast and then we went and did it because I had started listening to more and more since she introduced me to the lady gang I got quite addicted to things like my favorite murder of course I'd listened to serial uh and a lot of other things had sort of it had just become part of my daily life really and it still is part of my daily life to have a podcast on at almost all hours of the day. So it just, yeah, suddenly it was, oh, we're not joking about it anymore. We're actually, (laughs) we're going to do this. We thought, who's really going to want to just listen to us talk about books? Maybe we could interview people. And Caitlin, I must say, really wasn't keen, but probably because I was working as a journalist and had been working uh, with publicity people for like my book review blog for a while, Mm. I just sort of felt like I had the balls to be like, no, we're going to ask people if they want to be interviewed on our podcast. And I didn't even really think about it that much, which I guess sums up 
how I do things. Like we were talking before we hit record on this podcast, I've not prepared much or anything at all, if I'm honest, for this recording. And that's because if I do, then I start to overthink it. So the the best way for me to actually take action on something is to just do it. Uh, Sometimes that obviously leads to mistakes and consequences and like did we make a lot of mistakes doing our podcast that way? Yes, we 100% did. I would absolutely do things differently now that I've learned them and I know better. But at the time, it was a fun learning process. And it, nothing's ever as scary when you're doing it with your best friend. 100%. And I think actually, you probably raised the best point ever because obviously, I just kind of mentioned that I wouldn't have had this podcast if it wasn't for you and a couple of other girls, Julia being one of them, actually. (laughs) Um, But essentially, you don't, you've just kind of got, sometimes you've just got to just do it and just learn along the way because otherwise there are so many people, I see it every single day and it's infuriating because you can see people want to do the thing and then they sit there and go, oh, I've got no motivation or I just don't know where to start and you're just never going to learn unless you start doing. So I actually think, like, as you said, before we kind of hit record, you, sometimes it's actually better to not prepare because you just overthink it and then you stumble. It makes my life harder because then I've got to edit a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, I just, I completely agree. But that's a really interesting story, actually. So essentially, you got into podcasting because of a podcast that you thought <laughs> was not for you (laughs) yeah but I mean basically we also just were like oh how hard can it be really like yeah any basically we just didn't know what we were getting into but we're so glad that we did it and yeah we made a look at you now yeah we made a lot of mistakes on the way but we are learning uh but yeah it, it really is something that sometimes you just have to dive into of course like stay listening to the end if you want help with how to do it <laughs> but it for us it was just about diving in and making it up as we went along and then just also just being obsessed with something. I mean, I, I think yeah. there's a there's a lot to say for actions you will take when you are passionate or yeah. just completely obsessed with something. So for me, book blogging and the amount of hours I've poured into blogging for free over eight years is literally just down to the fact that I love books and I bloody love talking about books. And I love now I love the friendships that I've made from talking about books on the internet. But you know, I I was just doing that because I loved chatting about books. It's it's that basic. I'm just obsessed. Yeah. And that <laughs> that does kind of make a lot of sense. And I think in terms of podcasting for businesses, mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be a reason behind it. And I do think you do have to be slightly obsessed. I think, I don't know if I've ever been that vocal on the podcast about this, but I only basically started the podcast this this exact podcast because of the fact that I felt quite selfish actually but it was because and Michelle you definitely know this I'm not a big fan of writing I don't I don't like writing I understand the importance of it I understand the importance of blogging for SEO for your business as an entirety but I can talk for England and (laughs) so therefore it kind of made more sense to me to be able to share all of my tips and tricks and my knowledge and all of that great stuff via a media that was was easier for me so in terms of kind of podcasting for kind of business obviously you started out and it was a bit more of a hobby but how have you kind of turned that into how does that impact your your business yes so this is exactly the thing that a lot of people think that they have to be blogging or that they have to be podcasting. But I always sort of suggest to people that you choose the medium that you feel most comfortable with. So if people are listening to this and thinking, oh my God, I would never want to hear the sound of my own voice or be on a podcast, then don't do a podcast because it's a lot of work if you don't enjoy it. So you have to be obsessed with it. And This is the other thing as well that I tell people whenever we start talking about podcasts or they say, I want a podcast. My first question is always, what podcast do you like listening to? Because Stephen King, the the great writer, 
said in his book on writing that you can't be a writer unless you are also a reader and you are reading lots of books. And I co-opt that all the time to say you can't be a podcaster unless you are also listening to lots of podcasts. Now, you don't have to listen to as many as I listen to, (laughs) but you need to have heard some podcasts. You can't just be doing it because you think you have to or because you think it's going to make you famous. That is not the way to go about doing this. So for businesses, the reason that podcasting can be so powerful is because it's so intimate compared to a blog post or any other kind of written medium or even like visual, I think, because people are listening to their podcast mostly using headphones. So it just feels like it's a much more intimate connection with the host. You're literally, because you're literally inside someone's head, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So like, it's like they're sitting down and having coffee with us. Like, hi, hello, how are you? Join us at the table. Yeah. Uh, So that's where it can be really, really helpful. And then it can be especially helpful for coaches if you are just doing a solo show and you really want to showcase the teaching side of your business and give people a bit of a feeling of what it will be like to work with you. So I know our mutual friend, Julia from Independent Girls Collective, (laughs) she told me that she gets the majority of her coaching clients either as a result of her podcast or when they decide to work with her, they'll say that they go back and listen. So they get an idea of what it's like to be in that coaching process. So that can be super, super powerful for service-based businesses. But then if you are selling a product or maybe your services are a little bit different and you don't want to do like a teaching sort of podcast, the brilliance of this medium is that you can do something like this, which is an interview and you can start to build a bit of a community and bring other voices in. So there are so many different ways it can be super helpful for your business. And basically, the more that I did podcasting, the more that I got obsessed with it. That's sort of what I learned. And then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I could tell people this. (laughs) And my business coach, Holly Bray was like, yeah, you should definitely develop this and kind of add it to your business. Cause if, if people don't know me or haven't, you know, listened to any of my stuff before this, I also teach people how to like maximize and strategize their business blog. I mean, I don't know why I just use the word strategize because I really hate (laughs) that, but basically how to blog for their business and how to podcast for their business. So it's like the two sides of the things that I absolutely love is basically what I turned my business into. (laughs) Which is amazing because then work never really feels like work, does it? I mean, sometimes it does feel like work, but not when, I, not when I'm on those calls with clients. Like literally as we are recording this, I just had my final call with my podcast academy students. And like, I can't tell you how excited I've been every Thursday for the last three months to talk to them and to see them. And it's just been like such a constant thing in my week and I'm really going to miss that. So yeah, when I'm on the calls with people, there's nothing like it. Like it just, it lights me up to help people and basically just be their cheerleader and get excited for them. Like that's just my favorite thing. It's such a great feeling. And I think that's why I like my job because it's just, it's very much the same, isn't it really? Yeah. Um, but I, t- I can totally, totally relate to that. Um, when I'm on the call, I'm buzzing. And then for about <laughs> an hour or two afterwards, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll text them. I'll share everything about them. And it's just, it just, it literally kind of ignites something inside, doesn't it? And then mm. you just kind of feel like you've got all of the energy in the world. But the come down from that is just nuts. <laughs> yeah, it is. If you've had like a full day of calls and stuff as well, it can be quite draining because you're like on that whole time too but yeah it's so worth it it's so much fun exactly and I think so in terms of if somebody is listening to this and thinking I want to start a podcast for my business obviously we've kind of covered the fact that they probably should listen to a podcast or two hopefully Mm -hmm. um how how do they kind of go about um I don't want to kind of go into the technical side of how do you start it but I mean, for me, my podcast journey has very much changed. So I've used a lot of kind of Q&As and things on Instagram stories to find out what people like, what people don't like. 
And um, I'm trying, I'm still trying to to not take it personally. But (laughs) (laughs) um, when it first started, the idea in my head was that it was very much going to be, as you've just kind of mentioned, from a coaching point of view, an insight into how I kind of operate. So there would be a lot of solo episodes. But when I did a bit of a QA, and a people said, well, actually, I really like your guest episodes. And I was like, okay, try not to take that personally. <laughs> but actually, I really, really enjoy, A, having conversations with amazing people like you, because a lot of these things that are being brought up aren't my, you know, aren't my zone of genius. I've only, I only started a podcast two months ago. You've been doing this for years. So why wouldn't I talk to you about it? And B, it's about kind of almost sharing you to a wider audience as well. But in terms of kind of how people come up with a concept, is there kind of, I feel like nowadays, now that podcasts are becoming a little bit more mainstream, I guess, like it almost feels like a lot of podcasts are exactly the same. So how how does somebody kind of come up with a concept that is not just I'm going to sit here and ask you questions and you can listen and that's it or I'm going to talk about myself. Yeah, that's such a good question and it's such a good point because the podcasting market is growing so much. I mean, it's still such a small market when you compare to blogging, like we're talking about low millions versus billions of blogs. I think if I've got my numbers correct, look, I'm a words person, not a number person, (laughs) but Basically, the market is still very small, but it does feel like it's growing a lot. I still think there are so, so many options for niche podcasts. So I definitely would say if anyone's listening and thinking, oh, it's too late, it's definitely not too late to start. Like no one is telling you not to start a blog anymore, but what you need to do is hone in on your unique value or, you know, your unique selling proposition or whatever the businessy term is really you really do need to hone in on that and there's a few ways that you can do that so first of all you need to really ask yourself why you want to do a podcast because if the real reason is you know I think it's what I should do because everyone else has a podcast then maybe you need to like reevaluate that but if it's because like we've just said you really love podcasts and you think it would be fun and enjoyable and a really clever way to do things or you know like you just said that you want some content that you own in your business but you don't really like writing and you don't really feel like a blog is going to be that achievable consistently for you then yeah a podcast is perfect so once you've sort of figured out that you definitely want to do it for the right reasons then I would suggest asking yourself what you really want people to take away from it. So is it action steps? Is it a feeling of being included? Is it a feeling that they're not alone? You know, kind of try and figure out what would I like people to take away from listening to this? It can be purely entertainment. That's that's fine. I mean, that's probably not going to be what your business related podcast is about, but there are, are so many podcasts out there that are just pure entertainment and that is absolutely fine that is a value in itself so if you're listening to this and thinking but I don't have a business I just want to do it for a hobby then (laughs) that's that's true as well one of the one of the podcasts that so many of my friends talk about bearing in mind that my friends aren't businessy people like when I talk about my business they kind of turn off they're (laughs) full-time employed kind of kind of people um and one of that they all sit and chat about. There's a guy called Chris Ramsey. He's a, I'm sure he's a comedian. And his wife have got a podcast. And they're from Newcastle. So they're thick Geordie accents. And they are so funny. Is it is it Shag Married Annoyed? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that in the charts. I haven't listened to it. But yeah, there are, I listen to a lot of comedian. Po- I listen to one called Parenting and Lockdown with Josh Whittakenham and Rob Beckett just because um, they're, they're hilarious. I don't have kids. Like, yeah, that is, you know, seemingly not my niche, but I listen to it because I love it. So value is definitely something if you are passionate and I mean Caitlin and I that was that was what we wanted to do with we just wanted to talk about books we wanted a space for that um so once you've sort of figured out 
what you want people to take away from it, then you can start to really think about how you want to do that. So maybe how much time you've got, because that will sort of help dictate whether you can have guests and all that sort of stuff. And then again, going back to listening to other podcasts and just what podcast formats you like, what podcast things do you enjoy listening to? And you can also poll your audience and ask them, what, what do you prefer listening to? What would you like to see me do? But coming back to talking about what you want people to take away from it, if you want people to have this sense of community and feel like they're not alone or something like that, then probably some sort of interview podcast is is going to be better. Um, And then if you want it to be more of a teaching tool, then it's probably going to be more solo episodes as a very broad example. But basically this is how like when you start, if you start nutting out these things very early, that's going to help decide what your concept is. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And actually you've raised a very valid point as well because funnily enough, and again, I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but the intro bit with the kind of describe yourself in 30 seconds, I was actually inspired to do that from a podcast that I listen to religiously when when he releases them um, (laughs) from a guy called Stephen Bartlett, who until last week was the CEO of a global social media marketing agency and he's my age and he's I'm pretty sure he's a millionaire and he's he's a very well-known he talks a lot of sense but his podcast was very much about um I think it's called the diary of a CEO and he would occasionally kind of interview big big like big business people like I'm talking like CEOs and of very well-known businesses and he did that at the beginning of his and I was like I really like that so obviously I put my own kind of little spin on it but it's really easy to kind of take inspiration and you're not going to do that unless you listen to other podcasts exactly and it's also going to help you figure out what you don't want as well yes so there are so many things that you will notice or just think "Mm, yeah no I don't want to do that like if you find solo shows really boring don't do Mm. a solo show like you can't be bored by your own show (laughs) (laughs) You need to you need to enjoy it for both. And the reason that I made my business related podcast mostly solo with um, occasional interviews is because I have my big log interview podcast with better words. So when I do interviews on content, etc, I want them to be 20 minutes super super focused because I already have an outlet for my, love of interviewing people in another place basically (laughs) that's so true and it just that kind of brings to light what it's about knowing what the purpose of it is because I think as I said previously like the kind of the concept of my podcast has changed dramatically just from asking people what they want Mm. but I would have never have known that if I didn't ask and didn't just kind of get started and just do things but now the concept of my podcast is becoming so much more clearer to me that I'd like to think that that's now portrayed <laughs> to anybody that's listening, but it's so different to the the point of your podcast. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. It should be your own individual thing and you definitely shouldn't. When, when I say like obviously listen to other podcasts and stuff, you shouldn't be like listening to them and thinking that's the only way I can do it. There's so much room for your own creative spin on things. And the thing that I keep telling my podcast students and I keep going back to is you are in control of this and you can do it in whatever way feels best for you and feels because when you feel comfortable with what you're doing, then you're going to feel that confidence as well. Um, And when you're following the ease, so for example, you might not feel comfortable writing because it's not necessarily easy for you and you don't feel confident. So then you don't do it. Whereas if you enjoy podcasting and that is better, then lean into that and just go full out with that. That's so true. And it's so, (laughs) it's such a important reminder that you are in total control. Like, yeah, it's really easy to fall into the trap of seeing everybody online doing all of it. Like I could have easily have sat and gone, well, Michelle, you know, she blogs three times a week or whatever. (laughs) Which I definitely don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I could have been like holy crap like I need to do that or I could look at my direct competitors and say like I need to be doing what they're doing it's so easy to fall into that trap Mm. but actually I am in control of it and I I find so much joy from podcasting and having these conversations that's going to be a better experience for your listeners and Mm -hmm. overall then a much more a positive representation of your brand because you're not just doing it because you have to like you're doing it because you love it and you're genuinely passionate about it and that's going to shine through and be a much better way to market your brand in the long term I would say though and I'm sure you've had these discussions with people before that I think you should do either a blog or a podcast in this day and age you shouldn't just be on Instagram because Yes. That's just not sustainable, but it's about finding and making that work for you, whether it's a blog or a podcast. Just do something that's not putting all your eggs in one Instagram basket, please. (laughs) (laughs) Say it louder for the people at the back. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, we never, ever, ever know what will happen and it's always good to do that. But also you have probably found this too. If you start creating your content, whether that be – Uh, podcasts or blogging, you will gain so many skills from it as well. And you'll start to understand your audience better as well. So it can be scary. It does take a lot of time to do it right, but it's worth it in the long run for your business. Couldn't agree with more with everything (laughs) you said. It was, I think to begin with, I was like, holy crap, like this is taking forever. Mm. Like, how am I ever going to get anything else done? But just like everything else in life, you get better at it the more you do it. So, you know, this episode now, I could probably edit it and schedule it within an hour or two after we've finished recording it. Whereas exactly. if, we'd, if we'd done this two months ago, it probably would have taken me all day. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what I was telling my podcast students as well. When we talked through the editing modules, I was like, don't worry, it will get better. You will get faster yep. at it. Um, and it does. Yeah, it's it takes practice like anything in life. And yeah, you, you become more confident the more you do it as well. So when people say things like, I don't know how you sound so confident and that, you know, they don't think that they could sound that good or sound confident on a podcast. That's literally just practice. Yep. 100%. It's just doing it. And you say exactly the same thing about stories as well. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of, oh my goodness, the amount of DMs and they keep coming. How do, how are you so confident on Instagram stories? And I'm like, cause I do it every single day. Mm. And I have done for 16 months. Yeah, like exactly. It's not, it's not overnight. You've just got to start. <laughs> if you look, if I had some of my stories from 16 months ago, holy crap. I know. You, you would literally laugh. And it's the same thing as what you said about your blog, your first blog. We all do it. Mm. But unless you start something, you're never going to get better at it. So what's the point in holding off? Exactly. That is so right. And also if I sound good on this podcast which hopefully I do having not prepared that's because that's because I've had five years of being a journalist to prepare me for situations where I am not prepared like 100% I I think people look at my blogging life and maybe just think oh she's so confident that happened naturally it's because I wasn't documenting any of the times that I failed as a journalist but that's where a lot of my learning took place before I moved into starting my business so there's that whole sort of backstory that people don't see and they they don't see all the times that I practice doing recordings and all that sort of stuff. And do I still hate the sound of my own voice? Not as much anymore because I've five years of listening to myself on interview <laughs> recordings to get used to that the fact that this is how I sound. You know, there's there's just yeah, it's it's we always forget that. And there's that classic in like don't compare your hustle to their highlight reel or whatever version of that quote it is but we we forget it in the moment when we're looking through everyone's things and thinking oh my god they're so amazing and I suck and it's just not true (laughs) it's so fun I was literally listening to a podcast last night I couldn't sleep um and strangely this might surprise you actually it was a podcast between um, a PT and an ex-PT so totally not my you know you you would assume I'd be listening to something marketing um (laughs) but 
they're just great people to follow. And they said exactly the same thing because they're both very well known in their industry now and kind of, let's quote, like famous, whatever you <laughs> class as famous. Um, and one of the guys actually said, like, people look at me and think, you know, I'm a millionaire and I've got life set and everything else. But they, they don't see the five years of me doing Facebook lives and nobody showing up. Yeah. Like they just they forget about that bit. They don't mm. they don't they don't remember that bit. They just see how confident I am now and just think it just happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So true. So true. <laughs> um and so in terms of obviously you mentioned about Julia earlier on about how she had obviously voiced that a lot of her clients or her customers had come through po- her podcast or had gone back and listened to her podcast. Um but in terms of kind of how it translates for businesses, I can obviously understand the the relevance to service-based businesses. Obviously, a lot of the ones I listen to, I talk to you, I communicate with a lot of people on Instagram that are service-based businesses that have podcasts. Mm. Are there any kind of product-based businesses that have podcasts that are successful that you know of? Or is it not something that really works? So I don't think that there are any... Like off the top of my head, I can't really think of any run by product-based business owners. In saying that though, I know Elizabeth Styles, who has the fashion fix, she will often interview a lot of product-based business owners like Emma from Bowtie UK. I love her scrunchies. I'm totally in the cult. They're so cute. <laughs> I've got four now and I will absolutely <laughs> be buying more. Um, but that is an example of how you could potentially, as a product-based business owner, you don't have to look at your podcast as a way to sell your products directly, but you could look at it as a way to build a community which share values that are evident in your products and come across in everything. So something that I did uh, the, the week that we're recording this, I wrote a an Instagram caption where I pointed out examples of blogs that made me buy. So, so I did, um, an example of a small business called the Tartan Blanket Co and their blog is brilliant. I bloody love it. I think it's a perfect example of how product-based business can use a blog. But if we took them, for example, and say they wanted to start a podcast, their whole brand sort of centers around this like slow living, lifestyle. Um, They have this wonderful Scottish word, colsey, which means cozy. Can you see how you could come up with an idea related to the slow living movement? Uh, Potentially it could be around books. It could be around lifestyle things. It could be conversations with people about their family life, maybe um, about slowing down. You know, there's so many different elements that I can pull out of that and maybe come up with a plot. Like if you gave me enough time, I would come up with a, <laughs> a concept for that. But what product-based business owners, if you really, really love it and you really want to do it, then what I would suggest is looking back at your brand values and the sort of people you attract and what community you want to build around that. Because for me, Tartan Blanket Co. have done a really good job through their blog of building this picture of slow living, comfort, cozy moments. You know, I can just picture all the colors in my mind now on their feed when I think about it. And then the other example I used in that Instagram post was Grammarly. So this is a product that I use, again, bought it because I their marketing worked. <laughs> but if they were to do Uh, a podcast. So their, their blog is very much on like how to use their product, how to improve yourself as a writer. So anyone who doesn't know Grammarly uh, is like an online, uh, like spell checker, grammar checker sort of thing. It's really good. It's so good. Um, If anyone wants uh, an affiliate link to help me out, (laughs) I've got one of those. Um, But I love Grammarly and their blog is like a hub of how to sound more confident in your writing, how to do this. And it's a very tips based. So I would imagine if they were to do a, a podcast, it would be more of those 10 minute digestible action steps to improve yourself as a writer. And actually 
that is something that the social media scheduling tool Buffer, they do a very small like chat about the world of social media sort of newsy podcast as an example. And I mean, those aren't physical products. So again, I sometimes that blurs the lines for me between they're still providing a bit of a service. But I hope that from my like rambling explanation, (laughs) you can see how you can pull out the brand values and sort of turn that into a conversation, which ultimately does reflect well on your brand because then people come to associate that idea with your brand. So the other thing I would say is with blogging and product-based businesses, it's sort of like you've got to think like sideways, like you've got to think how are people using that product in their everyday life. And so Tartan Blanket Co. have obviously gone, okay, well, beautiful um, woven woolen blankets It's those cozy moments, moments by the fire with a good book, moments with family. And in summer, it's, you know, picnics. And they've had some great blog posts on like five top picnic spots in Edinburgh and stuff like that. So it's sort of thinking about how you're going to use that product in your everyday life and then coming up with an idea based on that. I'm sorry, that's a bit vague, but (laughs) that is is how I would work through it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, it's one of those things. I think I had a conversation with um, Jules from Marketing Mixology. I can't remember which episode number it was now, a couple back. <laughs> um, that it was all about building a community. And we very much talked about a very similar thing because she'd kind of picked out a couple of brands that were doing it really well. And it was very much focused about the fact that it's not always about, it's almost, it almost kind of feels like some small businesses get stuck into this kind of tunnel vision of, I just have to sell the thing Mm -hmm. and it's more about the bigger picture of that so as you just said like how does that fit into everyday life and I feel like I can already picture the products that you're talking about from that (laughs) that yeah um, love that you love just the way that you talk about it but the only reason you talk about it like that is because of the impression that they've left and that they're clearly showing their brand values in that they care about the bigger picture. It's not just about selling you the thing. It's about you as a person and your lifestyle. And I think it just comes back to knowing who your customer is. Yes, uh, very much then, so. Yeah. That knowing who your customer is, then I would also urge you when you start a podcast to drill down and map out who your podcast listener is. And like, hopefully there's going to be some overlap there, but just thinking about them as a person who is listening to your podcast will help you come up with ideas and like give them a name and everything and you will start to be able to think about okay well what would I say if my ideal listener Sophie was listening what would I say to her that can be such a good way to get over coming up with ideas as well yeah totally because again and actually, I think this is my today's Instagram post when we're recording this. <laughs> it's very much about people, different people consume different kinds of kinds of content. So you might sit with a podcast on 24-7, probably an over-exaggeration. Uh, but well, most literally true, though. <laughs> <laughs> but some people just don't like listening to podcasts. They prefer to read a blog. Me, on the other hand, I'm a scanner. I don't like sitting and, and reading something unless I'm kind of heavily invested in a book. Mm. Um and so it's about creating different forms of content for the ideal, your ideal customer. Because if you kind of took a product-based business that sells knitted scarves, I don't know, um, <laughs> that person that is potentially going to buy that scarf is either going to probably prefer written word or speech or video. And so that's why it's really important to kind of diversify content, I think. Mm. Definitely. And to treat those audiences as separate things. So you also don't want to be like reinventing the wheel when you do your content. So if you do a podcast episode like this podcast episode, for example, you can turn the talking points of this into a blog post and then that's how you're still going to get your blog up as well. And it just sort of takes the pressure off a little bit. And I've had this conversation as well with my clients in the last few days who've asked me about newsletters. And I've said, well, you can do exactly the same thing. You can take a different different angle. Yeah. And you just do like a different angle as well. So 
For example, I did an episode of content, etc., with my coach, Holly Bray, about Instagram captions. And we were talking in there also about intentional Instagram use. And I didn't write this newsletter because I had a launch coming up. But if I had wanted to tell my mailing list about this, I could have written more of a descriptive thing about, hey, do you know when you sit down and you're like, I'm going to watch this show and then you just start scrolling on your phone and then suddenly it's like three hours later and you don't know what you've been doing with your life. Well, that's why. And then I would sort of talk about why we talked about that in the podcast and direct people to listen to the podcast. That's how you can very easily turn that one piece of content into multiple pieces of content in a pretty easy way. Yeah, 100%. And it's just, it as you say, it just takes the pressure off a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because then you only have to come up with one idea as well. I think a lot of people sit down like, oh my God, I have to come up with, you know, yeah. all these ideas for blog posts and all these ideas for the podcast. And it just gets really overwhelming, but just like simplify, simplify your life. That's what I'm yes. all about. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, because I'm just conscious of time. Yes. If you could give anybody that's listening kind of three maybe one two or three tips that if they were looking to start a podcast what were the three things that you would say to them yes so the first thing would be to make sure that you really want to start a podcast because you enjoy podcasts and you genuinely want to do it for you not because it's what you think you should and then the second thing would be to dig really deep about who you want to speak to through the podcast, before you start stressing about ideas, just think about who you want to speak to and what you want to say. And then the third thing would be to be quite realistic with the amount of time that it's going to take. So a lot of people, I think, uh, start their podcast and think, I'm going to have one podcast episode every single week for forever. But that is actually quite unrealistic. And you know what? Caitlin and I made exactly the same mistake. And now we do seasons of 12 episodes because it's much more manageable. So I would try and, again, don't let other podcasts dictate how you do your podcast. Just choose something that works for you and works for your business. So three amazing (laughs) tips, I think. And frankly, you could kind of all bundle them up to say that preparation is absolutely key before you even think about buying a mic or trying to work out how to edit anything before you even get to that point. Yes. Preparation. Because that's the other thing too. If people are like, oh my God, I don't know how to edit. Like just, whoa, take a step back. You don't need to know yet. It's fine. Like people also forgive a lot of bad audio quality if your content is good enough. So really you need to nail your content before anything else. Yeah. I remember having that conversation with you before I started. I was like, I bought the <laughs> mic. I don't know how to edit. And you were like, do you know what you're going to say? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always my number one starting point is content first. And you know, I am not the most tech savvy person on the planet I've had to learn a lot of that stuff so you know if I can do it anyone can (laughs) that's what I say if I can do it anyone definitely can (laughs) yeah cool well I think that's probably the perfect place to round it up thank you so much for your time it is absolutely my pleasure and I guess obviously everybody listening now knows how much of a podcasting queen you are. So if anybody wants to work with you, follow you, get in touch with you, where are you? What do you what are your services? Just tell everybody about who you are and where they can find you. So you can come chat to me online at Unfinished Bookshelf on Instagram. I am on there too much sometimes Um, and like Lorna on stories almost every day. I have a business blog coaching service that's a one-to-one mentoring program that's closed at the moment but if that's something you're interested in you can get on a wait list for that for 2021 which sounds so scary to say (laughs) really not Um, that far away you know (laughs) I know it's so scary um but I mean I guess it can't be scarier than 2020 can it yeah no uh, Um, But if you are listening to this and thinking, oh my God, a podcast sounds amazing, I'm still kind of confused, then you can join the Small Business Podcast Academy, which is my group coaching program. I'm going to be launching that again in September, at the end of September. 
and that will run from October through to January next year because we'll be taking a break over Christmas. So it's 12 calls all up and literally we go from the concept, we work through all that juicy stuff that we were talking about in this episode in terms of who you want to speak to and all that sort of stuff. I guide you through all of that. We talk about the actual structure, how to record, how to edit, and then finally how to launch. And you will have a podcast by the end of it because my current students who had their final call today are literally just about to launch their podcast. So I promise you will have something at the end. (laughs) How exciting is that? Yeah, it's so much fun. And basically, The aim for me is to take all the fear out of doing it as well. So we take this big, scary thing, which is I want to start a podcast and break it up into all the manageable little steps so that each week you're taking action on something. And by the end, you turn around and you're like, oh, actually, I've got a podcast. It wasn't (laughs) that hard. (laughs) I know. It's amazing. So if that's something that you're into, then please come chat to me on Instagram about it. Um, Send me a DM and you can get you know, on the list early for that, but I will be launching it. And I'll also, when I launch it, I'll be doing like a free masterclass sort of thing. So you can get a little bit more info as well. And then if you are already a podcaster or you already have like a solo podcast, but you want to branch out into interviews, I will be doing like an intensive boot camp sort of thing in about November, where I take you through the process of pitching to guests and then interviewing and all the technical side of the interviews and everything like that. So if that's something you'd like to do to sort of up-level your podcast, then that's going to be coming soon as well. That's all what sounds amazing. And (laughs) I can honestly, I would highly recommend the Academy purely because me and Michelle actually became relatively good friends because she asked me to help her with the market research before you launched it didn't you yeah this was ages it was like the end this is this time last year I know it's <laughs> like it's been forever and honestly when she told me about it if it wasn't for the fact that I was just so set on getting it done and live I absolutely would have been in that academy because you had a date, yeah, yeah. You had a date in mind that you wanted to launch as well, and obviously, like we've only just finished in the academy this time. But yeah, if anyone wants to to do it and you're a bit nervous, it is full just support from me, and it's fun too because like it's you're surrounded by other people who are going on that journey as well. So. Yeah, I've had so much fun doing it. Like I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with my Thursday afternoons (laughs) now because it's been my life for the last three months has been these these lovely people. (laughs) Oh, well, you're just going to have to hurry up and launch the next one. So you've got the next lot of lovely people. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Lorna. Thank you so much for your time and I will speak to you really, really soon. Yes. (laughs) Thanks, bye. Bye.